0: So the Liberals have decided to escalate its war against the Ford government this time. It is Adam Vaughn, also a former Toronto city councillor. And he's uh, putting on his superhero cape, saying that his government will protect Torontonians from the vindictive and destructive actions of the Ford government. So you starting to see a theme, you know, you get the narrative of fear, alt-right and racism when talking about issues like illegal border crossing and now we are going to start hearing language of chaos and destruction and anti-Democrat. And it's clear it's a strategi- strategy of vilifying your opponent to score political points. You know, as Vaughn puts it, Toronto's too important for the federal liberals to stand idly by. Yeah, Let's bring in Elise on. Mills. She's a strategic uh, communications and political analyst. She joins us now. Elise, apparently the Feds are looking to work around Ontario, according to Adam Vaughn. Um, are the federal Liberals looking to, to, you know, politicize and make gains off of uh, Doug Ford because it's easy?
1: Well, of course. I mean, they've got less than 14 months until the 2019 campaign. And quite frankly, they've blown a ton of political capital. And Doug Ford's got four years. You've got Jason Kenney coming on the scene. He'll be Premier of Alberta. I bet... money on that one. And you've got an Atlantic province that could go Tory and the Atlantic provinces themselves are not following Justin Trudeau's plan on energy or lack thereof and uh, resource development. So, you know, uh, Trudeau's landscape is looking... Much less secure. And then when you factor in BC, I think there's panic in the disco. But I would just want to say, you know, I've I've been working with clients all week, and maybe I have been living in a cave, but... Maybe the Constitution changed while I was with clients this week. But last time I checked, the federal government didn't have jurisdiction over the province or any province to override the decisions that Doug Ford's made today.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, they, as I understand, they have a rare, you know, reserve that they can draw upon if they want to kind of quash this thing. But to me, that would be, you know, I'm not sure it's politically calculated in their favor.
1: Oh, it. it, it quite frankly, this type of fight... Trudeau doesn't have the political gravity behind him to be able to win this fight. And quite frankly, I don't, I think I'm hoping all Canadians understand the Constitution, understand provincial federal relations, and understand the laws that abide that. And I, I, there is no federal government in this land that can override provinces when it makes decisions about municipalities. And the arguments that Doug Ford's making about those municipalities, I think, Quite frankly, a lot of constituents across the country can relate to that. Um, the, the the argument for it, it's not malicious, it's not personal. It's simply about the fact that there's a juggernaut happening, and Toronto needs to act in the way that it, it, it is expected to behave in the next ten years under tremendous growth. And I have never equated size to ability, Alex. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just an interesting time. I mean... I mean, unless you don't know Doug Ford at all, you would not know that he wanted smaller council. This is not a something he, he has talked about this for years. So, you know, the timing of it may have surprised some people, but no one should certainly be surprised that he stepped in to um, cut council. But the rhetoric we're hearing from people, especially when you get it from a federal counterpoint part, going around and talking about you know, um, you know, vilifying and you know, calling him vindictive and destructions, and that you know, the federal government will not stand idly by. They'll work around Ontario to protect Torontonians. Uh, What does that look like?
1: Well, there's a couple of things happening here. So Adam Vaughan, a former Toronto City Councillor, needs to remember that he's now an MP with Justin Trudeau's government. And I know he feels a strong connection to the City of Toronto, of course. This is his constituency. But I think he's being very misleading and, quite frankly, very self-interested by using this as a pulpit to get out a political message. I think Ontario's election results speak for themselves. I mean, uh, Adam Bond's party was pushed down to third-party status. It's barely on two legs right now. And he's forgetting that city council is about as dysfunctional as city council can get. And the vast majority of Torontonians didn't even know that the council had been increased from 44 to 47 in the last election or in the next election. And then part of the reason to get this done is so that we can start to align Torontonians with what's happening provincially and federally. It makes perfect sense to line up your city councils with your federal and provincial ridings. And I would ask Adam Bond to explain to me in a very defined way why he sees this, how he argues for his statements about this as a lack of democracy, wouldn't it make sense to line it up to provincial and federal writings, specifically at a time where municipalities require that relationship to be very strong with their federal and or municipal or sorry, provincial and federal counterparts. You know, we're talking about transit funding, we're talking about issues like gun control, we're talking about issues like crime and safety. All those sort of things. And I think it needs to be far more streamlined. And the argument that Adam Bond making, is making really just plays to his political need, uh, I would say, you know, in regards to his partisanship and the fact that he's looking for political survival in the next election.
0: Yeah, but there's no question, I think the federal government has made some moves in the last couple of weeks, putting Bill Blair into a position where he'll be dealing one-on-one with Doug Ford. You've got uh, Dominic LeBlanc, also a bit of a pit bull, who will be uh, given a new position that would also be going you know, head-to-head with uh,
1: LeBlanc. And now it seems... Isn't it, I have to say, isn't it funny that we're not talking about Dominic LeBlanc? And to be honest, I like Dominic LeBlanc. I think everybody does. Yeah, I've heard that too. But everyone's forgetting the fact, and I've known Dominic LeBlanc for 20 years, but everyone's forgetting about the conflict of interest this man had. Everybody's sort of forgetting the trajectory that has led us to the conflict or the position that Andrew and Adam Bond is putting out there today. And I think that unfortunately, in this day and age, voters can't get away with just knowing the superficial facts. They have to be able to dig down and understand the political narratives that have driven these conversations today. Mm-hmm.
0: But would this directive be coming out of the prime minister's office for Mr. Vaughan to you know, pick this fight? I mean, I can't yeah. think it's done on ac- by accident.
1: Oh, Gerald Butt, yeah. uh, which is essentially the prime minister of Canada right now, has makes every decision about what type of communications at this level they're going to perform and activate on. And I think it's very key that, or very uh, obvious to all of us, that they see Toronto – as the clubhouse for federal liberals. And once that is removed, they lose their ability to fundraise. They lose their ability to grow. They lose their ability to maintain traction for the prime minister. They're using Toronto as a political football. Mm -hmm. They're using it as a nest to fundraise off of. And I think regular, and I talked, and I'm in Toronto. I talk to regular people here all the time. I talked to my cab drivers today and my, you know, my coffee people today about like what they thought about what was happening and they could not understand what the big issue was. They had voted for Doug Ford and it didn't matter if they were NDP liberal or conservative, they had voted for Doug Ford and specifically on the fact that they felt disengaged from Toronto politics, Toronto government. They see Doug's brand supersedes premier. Mm -hmm. It connects with the city council And I think people are really forgetting that. And I think Adam Bond has kind of reached above his pay grade on this one. And I think he'll be punished in the process because he's manipulating the facts about the Constitution and federal-provincial relationships. And you don't get to storm in and nanny a provincial government that's not how it works in this country god forbid if it did we might be able to trade liquor between the provinces <laughs> without being fined tens of thousands of dollars we might be able to move our healthcare workers based upon need or look at the fires in ontario we might be able to move um, workers faster from british columbia out to ontario instead of just relying on mexico mm-hmm. yeah. you know this is country operates like the, like it's 1890 and well, this federal government wants to bring us back to that time.
0: Yeah, well, it's an interesting uh, time. We're starting to hear some really interesting language uh, between the feds and the province, but you can see it all gearing up for a nice little showdown to score political points. And unfortunately, it will be done on the backs of taxpayers.
1: Absolutely. This is going to be in the millions. If the federal government persists to, to take a political argument or a partisan argument to this level, It will cost the taxpayers of of Canada, not just Ontario, it will cost the taxpayers of Canada millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. I hate to see the price tag. It will also set a precedent for other provinces. And I can tell you the West, Western Canada, isn't going to take kindly to Justin Trudeau stomping in their backyard. And I can tell you right now, if this was Alberta, if this was Saskatchewan or British Columbia and Manitoba, Justin Trudeau wouldn't even be bothering with this, and Adam Bond wouldn't exist. So I, I, I think the bias there is, is quite obvious, and it's concerning to me because in a time where we really are requiring less overreach by the federal government and more action, direct action, with our provincial and municipal leaders, for Justin Trudeau to think and Gerald Butts, his chief of staff, to think that intervening at this level is appropriate screams tone deaf to me. Yeah, I, I it reminds
0: me of his father, quite frankly. Now, mm-hmm. yeah, well, interesting times nonetheless. Elise, I've got to leave it there. Yeah, thank you, Alex. Elise Mills joining us. I don't even think Mr. Trudeau knows what's going on. Don't forget, he's surfing in Tofino right now. From Point on Global News Radio.